This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I feel at this very moment awful. Get here every day, park on the street. If I don't find a spot by a certain time, I will put it into the lot, which is around the block. I pull up to the lot, it's closed. And then finally, I call RJ. I'm like, RJ, I don't know what to do. I'm in big trouble here. And you know what he says? Just pull in front of the building and I will deal with your car. The British are coming. The British are coming. What upsets me is now I put him in this position where he's literally now my Jeeves. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. RJ the Valet on 98.7 ESPN. All right, DiPietro Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. It's factually accurate what happened in the 5 o'clock hour that you heard on the air right in the 6 o'clock hour. This portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. I get a great tweet. A great tweet from Let's Go Lions. He says, next time I call in, I will be Matt from Tahiti. Not because it's where I actually am, but I just decided to name my house Tahiti. Yeah. You can't do that. Nothing wrong with that. No, you, you can't want. do that. I know you don't have to call into a radio show and tell people exactly where you live. You could say New Jersey. Well, no, he wants to be in Patina. Patina. Stop it. You can't you can't name your house and then say I'm calling from that place. I think we should name your house. No, we're not naming it. What well, do you want to name, name your my house? house? Earlham? Earlham? So where are you calling from? Earlham? Earlham! Nazareth to Bone. Boogaloo. You can't do it. You can't do it, and it's ridiculous. And we should have gotten more on the guy who's calling from Patina. Dave from Boogaloo. Boogaloo. No. You can't do it. You can't. No, you can't. You you call from a specific location. Now, if you're really private and you don't want to give out the town or the city you're calling from, fine. Give us the county. Make it beyond that. Give us the state. You can't start naming your property and calling from there. He was from Italy. I mean, I thought the guy was calling from Italy. I think he does whatever he wants. No. See, this is the problem. You, you're you so willy-nilly, do whatever it is. There have to be rules and regulations that need to be followed. See, this is why I'm the man of the people, though, because I let the people call in and do what they want. You, you're hanging up on people. You're criticizing people. Yeah, but you know what? So you, you, I'm probably a better parent than you. No. Probably so, no. because I have rules and regulations for my children. You let them do whatever they want, whatever they want. You stay up till midnight, stay up till midnight. It's fine. You don't want to take a bath today? Don't take a bath. Why? Do whatever you want. It's fine. It's ridiculous. You act like I'm Adam, Adam Sandler from Big Daddy where I let my kids name themselves. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what you're saying. You're no. letting this guy name his property and call it's him with his, that as his location. It's his estate. He's got a nice big farm and he named it. Fine. Name it. You welcome to Patina, but you can't call as if you're Joe from Patina. You want a Happy Meal? We'll get you one of those Happy Meals. You got a Happy Meal? Can we get a Happy Meal? Well, somebody get you a Happy Meal. It's ridiculous, and the oh, fact like that it. that you just buy right into it. Oh, like RJ, as the move. call screener, you must feel a way about this that you take my side a hundred percent. Yeah, I think the call screening process is is to be taken fairly serious, and and when we mock, you know, like Dave Rothenberg from Guam. Are you in Guam? No, I'm in Westchester. Oh, okay. But but you know what? I've named my house Guam. We're mocking the system. My house is named Steve Guam, so I'm I'm calling from Guam. I take it as a personal it's ridiculous uh, a personal assault on the process. It's you guys absurd. have no creativity. This is the problem with no, you guys. No, the, the fact is that you you think it's all a joke. You think life is a joke, and it needs to be taken seriously at times. No, I think life is is to make you happy. And for some reason, him naming his estate Patina makes it no, no, happy. No, 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 no. Name your estate. Name it whatever the hell you want to name, you stupid. I mean, it's weird, but do whatever you want if it makes you happy. But do not call this show and tell us that you're calling from Patina. I'm going to name my house. Name and it. next time I do my Thursday open, I'm going to say, hey, I'm Rick DiPietro. You know from- what he's going to do? You know what he's, he's going to name it some kind of a, a, a blue name. He's going to be like, I'm, I'm, it's Rick from Bosom is what he's going to, I no. mean, he's going to be, have some bizarre name. Well, well the Rick Titty Kaka. Bosom. <laughs> well, you know, it was, it was the, the clean version. I know God knows where he'll go with his. The reason that I have an actual problem with it is it's not crazy to think we could get an actual call from that real place. Well, we get calls from all over the world. Yeah, so you're mocking the system. 
And and I think you guys are jealous. No, we're not jealous. I think it's it's ridiculous. I think this man steps onto his property and he feels like he's back in his homeland. Back in Italy. Yep. And then go to Italy. I'm sure he would like to. Good. Then go. I'd be in Italy right now if I could. Why can't you be in Italy? I, mean, I really, can't do what, a show is, from Italy. What is holding you back from being the in Italy? The show. Oh, Although so I do have oh, my so own. The show's, I, the show's I, holding you back, huh? I did purchase my own iPad, so maybe they'd let me do it in, in Italy. Yeah, maybe you can dial right in on the iPad. Right. It'd be nice over there. What, we'd be middays. It's gorgeous. Could you noon, imagine noon, that? Noon to what is it, five four? hours later? Six, oh, I think. so Six. nice. So you'd be doing like an 11, o'clock, 11 to 3? That'd be right in the sweet spot of lunch, though. Right in Positano. And then when you were in Italy, you could be um, Rick from... Uh, from New Jersey. I'd be from Because you name your state New Jersey. That would, I can't name it New Jersey. I'm not from New Jersey. Well, you can name it whatever you want to name it. Rick on Long Island. You can You're name it Long whatever Island. it is that you want. Yeah, I, I didn't blast that guy enough. It's stupid. You can't name where you're calling from. Jealousy. Not jealousy. <laughs> Anthony in Spring Valley. Good morning, Anthony. You're on 98.7 ESPN. How you doing, guys? Real quick, I just wanted to chime in about Tibbs, man. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. He's He had not a lot to work with. He's getting these, he's getting these guys to play above their le- their true levels. And um, basically, that's all I wanted to say, man. I don't know why anybody has a problem with what he's working with. The one thing I do like about him is he gives everybody a shot. And once he don't like you, you rele- he relegates you to the bench. And I don't know if it's because, especially if it's because of defense. But if you're not putting out, I like the fact that he don't care what your contract says. He sits you. And if you're and not one of his thing, guys, man. Anthony, right? If you're not one of his guys, Rick, you're you're not playing. Like there's you just you're just not getting on well, the court. Well, even if you're well, no, even if you're one of his guys, I mean, Derek Rose is one of his guys. He doesn't play. Yeah, but I don't think he has much left now. No, no. I, I think to what the, what the caller was saying though, it's it's what I really like about Tibbs, is that you know he holds guys accountable, and everyone wants just you know you draft a guy and all of a sudden he gets minutes. That's not the case with Tibbs. You got to earn his trust. There's a certain way he wants you to play, and once you prove to him you can play that way. But if like, but if you don't continue the level of play at that at that you know that level, you're not going to play. Listen, I think about it like this is especially as a young guy, if you just show up and the expectation is like in, in practice, you could just go through the motions and expect to all of a sudden get minutes in a game that doesn't fly with me and it shouldn't fly. How can I trust you in a game if I can't even if I've never seen it before? I well, don't the, see it in practice. How am I going to trust it in a game? There should be some accountability, right? I like that. Right. You earn your minutes. Took Quentin Grimes a minute, but he I mean, he earned his trust. He earned his respect. Now he starts. Uh, I don't know what you want to do about this. I think he should be on suspension. That's just me. No, listen, if that's what you think, I, we could take a, a show vote. So Omar in Brooklyn is on the line, and, and RJ says he just wants to yell about stuff as the, as the slug. Now, I, I enjoy him. I'd be happy bringing him on. You say no. I think we ask the other two guys and see what they think about Omar. RJ, what do you, what do you want to do with Omar? He started out very calm. I just put in the description. That's, we know that's where it's going. But he's happy. He's upbeat today. No, that's not the point. The point is he he vanishes. He calls when he wants to call. He he goes away for an he extended calls every, period of time. Every show, different stations. Um, there's no. There's uh, this is. Yeah, there's no loyalty from none. Omar. Well, I think here's here's the reason we take him. Then you got to ask him. Okay. Us or everyone else. So you think we take him now, Ray? You're you're the determining factor. Here's the thing mm-hmm. with Omar. He's predictably unpredictable. You don't know exactly what he's going to give you. Isn't but, that but, good, though? But, but you know how he's going to give it to you, and I think that's what makes him enjoyable. So, Rick, how, how would you hope he gives it to you? <laughs> how did we know? How, how, did, uh, Rick, how did Dave Rick, say it earlier? Rick in the from show? Bosom is on the air. That's, no, Rick, Rick, that's Rick from Bosom right yeah, now. Yeah, that, that Titty, is Rick Lake from Titty Bosom. Kaka. Really? Lake from Lake Titicaca. Really? But that's a real that's place. It's a real place. It's yes, a real place. I, I'm well what? aware that it's a real place in, in Peru. Yes, we we Come at me. We're well aware. I'm surprised you haven't visited there on vacation just to say I've been Yeah, there. that is kind of disappointing. That's supposed to be our honeymoon. Let's, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Let's go to Omar in Brooklyn and see what you got. Omar, what's going on this morning? Hi. Good morning, guys. Listen, first, I called two or three times. You guys were busy. All the phone lines. On that Buffalo night, when I was terrible, I called that Monday morning. And I was so terrible. And you guys were busy. My phone was for half an hour on the line because you guys were have a, a guest at that time. And I was so miserable at that time that... Uh, uh, after that, I felt so bad that I said uh, I still call because I promised. And after that, uh, I vanished because uh, I still feel uh, up to the time Cincinnati Bengals lost, I felt great after that. 
You know, I, the Cincinnati Why? Bengals had to. Why? Because they had to lose. Why? Because the way they beat our team and destroyed my mentality. Oh, we are going to win a Super Bowl. And I have something to say about Josh Allen. He's great. He's my quarterback. But let me tell you, I don't want to hear nothing. I want a calm and cool like Brunson. Before you do anything, like everybody starts to say something, that do it. He's doing it and performing at the time. I don't want to talk. Well, we are ready. We are ready. And then you don't show up in the biggest game at home. At home. You didn't show up. So next year, Josh Allen, all and then you. I don't want to hear defense didn't show up. Give me the numbers. Everybody say you are an elite quarterback. If somebody is scoring, you have to score every time they score. That's why you're an elite quarterback. Now come to my Knicks. I did not. Hang, hang on a second, Omar, Omar. RJ, you said he, he was he was calm on the uh, on the pre <laughs> pre call. Calm. For, this is called for Omar. This is not calm for anybody. All right, Omar, go ahead on the Knicks. Okay, now the, uh, I never expect that Brunson is going to be that great. I expected Brunson to be good after last year playoff uh, in Dallas, but to be that good. Like, and not to be an all-star again. Shame on people that didn't put him an all-star. Shame. That's the only thing. I don't care that they didn't put him an all-star, but shame on those people that didn't put, they are 33 and 27. And every say, the Julius Randle is better because of Brunson. So this is a Ju- not a Julius Randle team. Yes, it's a Julius Randle uh, too. But the num- number one show on Madison Square Garden at this time is Brunson, my friend. Brunson runs the show. Brunson is number one. And what is the limit? We don't know. But I didn't expect that great of a performance last night. That was a thumping, thumping <laughs> victory on Atlanta Hawks that everybody says that is a brilliant, uh, better team than the Knicks. They put a short time notice to Atlanta Hawks that we are ready this time. If we ever show you, we are going to discard you like this. That's what they showed last night before they went to an all-star break. Get 10 days off and get ready for Washington and for a high run. They're going to be the fourth seeded. I think Cleveland will fall. They're going to go on a run. Cleveland is going to fall. Brooklyn is going to fall. They're going to be the fourth seeded and they're going to have a home court in the first round. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Knicks. Goodbye, Omar. I mean, that, the, the man works himself into a, into a frenzy. Into a frenzy. That wasn't everything. even negative. He he just worked like you figure. You call about the Bills, you get yourself upset. Then you talk about the Knicks, and he's it's calm. And then all of a, he just goes crazy, crazy. Well, I mean that's that's the that's the beauty of Omar. He's very entertaining. Yeah, when he doesn't go missing. I don't know where I stand on Omar. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a good call. It's a good sports talk radio call. Well, here's the problem. He teases you with it. He comes on, he has a good call, and then he goes missing for a couple Make, weeks. It makes like, you want it more, though. Uh, does it really, though? I think so. I don't think so. Oh, come on. If he called tomorrow, you would be all for it. Uh, I don't know. No? I, I don't know. RJ, you, you've I mean, been behind the scenes producing sports radio for a very long time. That's an entertaining, good, solid sports radio call. It is, but the problem is I think eventually you want some back and forth. There's really no window to it. There's no window of entry. Well, you could interrupt him and get in there, but could do you, you really want to? Yeah, I think I could, but do I? Do I want to do that? It's so entertaining. He's going. I mean, he, go, he starts with like you know Brunson's so good, and then he's screaming in the, in the five seat, and then up to the four seat, and just just crazy. Yeah, but but you notice how he caught himself. He kind of re-racked, and he was slow. He, you you could have gotten back. And I could have gotten in little. there. I was I was entertained by what he was doing, but I think I could have snuck my way in there. He's I think kind I'll, of a one-trick pony is what he is. I mean, you just really want wow. to get him worked up, and then that's it. And then move on. That's it. I'll take Josh Allen. If he's all set, we'll take him. I don't understand the mindset of, like, if it's a team you hate, like Philadelphia. They beat the Giants, and I want to see them lose. Fine. Why, why, does he, why did he feel so great about Cincinnati losing to Kansas City? Because he's scared of Cincinnati. Well, and he should be scared. Because their team was built to, to try to beat Kansas City. They thought Kansas City was the, was the roadblock. And now all of a sudden, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are in the mix. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are a hell of a team. Joe Burrow is awesome, man. If you were starting a team and could take one quarterback, it would be oh, Mahomes, Patrick right? Mahomes. And who would your second guy be? Or Joe Burrow. And your third? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'd still probably take... Allen? My only concern with Josh Allen... He was also hurt. But yes, the, here's the but again, the, that word you just said. I feel like I, I feel like when you watch sports, 
Like you'll come across a player that reminds you of somebody, but it's like the better version of that somebody. And I think that he is like Josh Allen, the way he plays is the updated better version of Cam Newton. Like if Cam Newton could throw the ball, he'd be Josh. Like Josh Allen is just that next level. Like how could we improve on Cam Newton? Well, if he could throw the ball like this, you have the guy takes a beating, man. An absolute beating. Like how at some point that's gotta it's that's gotta, gotta slow, start to win. I, I agree with that. But here's the thing. They gotta build a better team. I of think course. they ask him to do so much because they don't outside of a couple I mean, really outside of Stefan Diggs, what what do they have on that offense that you look at and you're impressed by? Uh Gabe Davis. Uh, Gabe Davis is fine. Dawson Knox. I mean, is, I think it's just is, they is ask what? him to do fine. They ask him to do too much. They ask him to do too much. They have no running game. Their offensive line is offensive not, great. not great. Their their defense stunk in the biggest moments. Well, I mean, really, what what do they have outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That's all they have. I would go him three, and then I would get into the mix of. I mean, go ahead, give me Herbert. your five. So, so you're going Allen three. Going Allen three. You got Lamar Jackson. I'm just giving you names. Lamar Jackson. You got Herbert. I got Herbert. You got Hurts. I, I guess now. I got Trevor Lawrence. You got now. Lawrence. You got Rodgers. Oh goodness! I'm definitely. I'm not taking Rodgers now, at his age. I think I would go Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Oh, this is tough. Probably Herbert. Mm-hmm. And then who else do we have? Who else did we say? And then probably probably Trevor Lawrence. Here you go, Lawrence five, huh? I think I might. Jalen Hurts is right there, but I mean, we're only in year two of Trevor Lawrence. Correct. Led them to the playoffs. Led them to a playoff win. Played well in that game in Kansas City, too. You know what I appreciated most about that? And I heard him talk about this the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Do you know how hard it would be to bounce back from throwing four interceptions in the first half of a game like that? Yeah, he went out there. It didn't phase him. That's amazing. Didn't phase him at all. Not even a little bit. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You know what's amazing about music? What? It can just, I mean. Changes your mood. Right. Is it? It really is, isn't it? It's awesome. That's why I'm telling you. You gave me the choice. Athlete? No. Rock star. Well, how big of a rock star? Like a rock, like a rock like like star. a like Mick Jagger. Like yes, a, like a. I mean, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I think star. Rick would settle for Tommy Lee. But but Rick yeah, was right. a rock star. You were that that level of an athlete. Yeah, but at a certain point, that I mean, that your time is over. Right, and if you like, yeah, that's fair. You're a rock star. You go. I mean, how old are the are, are the uh, the Rolling Stones now? Dude, I mean, Mick, Mick Jagger's got to be approaching eighty. They are geriatric. Yeah, Billy Joe. I mean, any like he Billy Joe get married anytime he like divorce whenever he wants. He just goes back on 
What do we get married and divorced when it was? That's not very nice. Well, no. I mean, you just like to go How back. How many times like, did Billy Joel get divorced? I think Dave? he's been divorced a at, lot. at least twice. I think it's more than that. Is it more than that? How could yeah, you get... Been, could you imagine getting married like three or four times? Never. No. No. This is it. I'm like, if one, one doesn't guy. take, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go with the marriage thing again. Never. Three or four marriages? Never. What happens if you call your current wife by your ex-wife's name? Well, then you're in big trouble. I mean, this is... I'm looking at... What am I looking at right now? Four times? He's been divorced four times. Well, I think he's been married four times. So he's been divorced three times, and the fourth one is taking right well, now. Well, yeah, because he had he had Elizabeth Weber, he had Christy Brinkley, he had Katie Lee, big Food Network star now. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, big time. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And now who's he got? Um, I believe what I'm seeing right now is Alexis Roderick. Yeah, I don't know who that is. How do you, how do you ever get up from Christy Brinkley? Like, if you're... <sighs> If you're with Christy Brinkley, I think he did okay. No, yeah, I think he did all right. But if you, I actually almost ran, I actually almost ran Katie Lee over in the Hamptons oh, accidentally. No. Well, go ahead. What happened? I was backing up, and I there wasn't. I mean, and then all of a sudden she came out of nowhere. She must have just popped off the sidewalk, and I almost hit her with the car. You you re- you really have some life, don't you? It would have been really unfortunate. I'm in the Hamptons. Yeah, I mean, you guys, because I have a decently nice car. He's driving in the Hamptons and almost hits a, a famous chef. Well, I don't think she's, I don't know, I wouldn't call her a chef. It's, I'm looking, Katie Lee, chef, is what it says. She's on the kitchen, she does a lot of stuff for the Food Network. An American cookbook author. Yep. Television and food critic. And that's a chef. Yeah, she's carved out quite the career for herself. By the way, 41. Yeah, she was way younger than him. Much younger than Billy Joel. Much, much younger. You mentioned the first one, I just read the, the first wife... <laughs> was married to the drummer of like another group that he was with. Wait, what? Billy Joel? He stole really? he stole her away? He stole her away. Really? Well, oh. you're Billy Joel. He wasn't Billy Joel then. At some point he became Billy well, she Joel. Could see. She could tell that he was going to be Billy yeah, Joel. Yeah. You know he's he's I never realized this. How old do you think how tall do you think Billy Joel is? A uh, small. I never realized. RJ, you would tower over Billy Joel. 5 5? Yeah, 5 5. Wow. We should get him in studio. Okay, I got ready. Maybe you guys that. wrestle. Maybe you guys wrestle. Me, me and Billy Joel. If, yeah. if RJ can't beat a seventy, what is he got? He's got to be seventy three, seventy four. You could see RJ being responsible for killing the Madison Square Garden streak. RJ would be the one. If you couldn't beat up a seventy three year old, say five five men. I don't know. You why see, would he? Why would he beat up you Billy see him on, Joel? You see him on stage. He's feisty. He is, he is feisty, feisty, but but I I mean RJ. He's in his his mid seventies. I could see him hanging from the light rafters and like drop kicking me in the face or something. How strong those fingers are for playing the piano. That's true. Yeah. He, he probably knows all your pressure points. <laughs> he'd beat you while singing piano, man. No, he'd beat you up with oh, one how thumb. Cool what was that movie? That be? Could how, you how could how you imagine if he serenaded, serenaded you and then pummeled you at the same time? It'd be a heck of an approach. I think I'd take the beating. Give us a song, you're the piano man. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rick would sign with uh, would side with the piano man. Unfortunately, no. RJ and Billy Joel go at it. Rick, who are you rooting for? He's jumping in for Billy, no doubt. There's no chance. The reason I'm setting the whole thing up is to give you a tomato can before you wrestle Raymond. You <laughs> <laughs> can't beat Raymond. Yeah, I can't beat Raymond. Why do you, why are you obsessed with this? Why do you want this to happen? Because uh, you guys are too close. Too you, you've heard Raymond. At what point did I not say <laughs> that he stunk? You yeah. think I want to mess with you that? Don't wanna, first of all, Ray is twice the size of RJ. Especially if he's all hopped up on Bustello. I wouldn't tell. Yeah, you wouldn't, want, you wouldn't want any part of that. But I, good, I think, you missed a good time yesterday, by the way. You went coffee bean shopping. No, not shopping. I went on a run. What do you mean a run? I picked up some coffee beans. Where do you go for these beans? Uh, Patina? Family, family member. Family member. He's got him socked it was, away. It was like a little deal. You went in there with cash. You gave your, your, your third <laughs> no, cousin cash a, and he gave you beans. No, it was my first cousin and uh, he just handed me beans. That's Do you it. knock on the door? You're like, Do you have the beans? <laughs> it, was a, it was a deal. I need the beans. Came, came out, met me on the street. We were good to and go. And you go home and you grind the beans? They need to be roasted. You roast you the beans? Roasting beans too? No, no. These, these need to be roasted. Well, when so do you roast the roast beans? roast the beans first? We'll, we'll, we'll arrange it. How do you roast beans? I don't even know. I, my life oven. is so different than you guys. What do you think? Where would you think I you have, roast I, beans? I have like the the, the, the the cups. We have like the carrot. You take it, you put it into the top. All of a sudden, well, it, may, it makes it for you. This guy's roasting beans. You grow your own beans, Dave. Make your own coffee. You can do this. <laughs> do it. I can't open up the washing machine when it's mid-cycle. The, the man eats a... He, 
He eats Progresso soups for dinner. I had a Progresso last night for dinner. It was delicious. He, he, he ain't roasting coffee yeah, I'm not, beans. I don't, My I, first cousin, and uh, he just handed me beans. <laughs> what a drop that is. What a drop that is. All right, 1-800-919-3776. So, I don't know if you feel like this. I am. I always look forward to baseball. I love it. And if it was going to be a three-and-a-half-hour game or four-hour game, I'm all involved. I think I'm excited about this, Rick. I think I'm excited about shaving off 30, 40 minutes off the average baseball game. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I was listening to Kay yesterday. Kay is all upset about the extra. I think he's. Re- I think he's so wrong. The all only upset. thing I could say to take his side, because I listen. Do I enjoy an eighteen inning game every once in a while? Sure. Do you, Do you really want to go sit at a baseball game for six hours? Um, I I don't. No, I don't think anybody does. Yeah, I. Don't, I don't think anybody but... does. The only thing I think that, that you could have remedied this with. Yeah, it's two innings. Exactly. The tenth and the eleventh are regular baseball, and then you start with the California rule. Yeah, but you understand why they did it. They, they don't mean, want the games to... to go on for long. Well, what they're trying to do now with these rule changes every day, it's it's forcing the action, is what's happening now. So I mean, rather than play just you know, however however many innings of regular baseball it takes for that team to win. It's now instantly you have a runner in scoring position and it adds some some drama. Well, I don't think it's as exciting, but how how great is is the overtime in the regular season of hockey? Oh, the back and forth? I mean, the three-on-three is great. The shootout is great. Everyone loves it. So, so you know what? And then I heard him saying, well, how can you have it one way in the regular season and one way in the postseason? Hockey seems to have figured it out and it's fine, right? Uh, football's going to be the same way. Okay. With the over uh, the overtime rule. All right. So I, I just I don't I don't have a problem. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't in either. a perfect world, would I get a tenth inning of regular baseball? Sure, but I the bigger bases I I like, and I think speed is going to be more of an impact. I like that. The fact that guys can't step out the way they have, I like that. I mean, I just I like the way baseball is heading. I think for once they're getting ahead of it, realizing there's a problem. We're going to try to remedy it a little bit. Yeah, baseball recognized that. We all recognized that it had a problem, and there wasn't enough action. It was you know home run, strikeout, or walk. And no one was stealing bases. And it wasn't about putting balls in play. It was about hitting home runs. And it got boring. It got stale. People want to see great athletes make great great athletic plays. And with the shifts, that took away a lot of that. Guys playing out of position on a ball that's you know, normally a base hit is now an out. Like this was, I mean, this is, baseball got too smart. This is what happens. Baseball with the analytics and numbers got too smart. And it's the manager's job. And the general manager's job to to win as many games as possible, and in the quest to do that, they took away from the entertainment product. Yes, and now it's time for the game to to force that back in. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at dr on ESPN. I enjoyed Ed Cohen on the TV call. Last night, yeah, I thought he was good. He was very good. Yeah, he is good. He's he's very just. He's a professional, is what he is. He is a pro. Yeah, you see, by the way, Keith Hernandez is back in the Mets booth. Three year deal. Yeah, thank goodness for that. They needed that. Yeah, I was I was ner- I, I can't say nah, I was, I know, was overly what, nervous, what but I didn't do? like it. Well, no, here it is. Is I can't say I was nervous because I I thought that they would figure it out right. But when you read it the first time that they're they're not close on a new deal, then it just it instantly goes to your mind, what would it be like without Keith in the booth? And I'm like, I can't, I they can't live in that world. There's no way they would have let that happen. Your shirt. You're not hitting third. <laughs> He's too good. I can't live in that world. No, and you don't have to. So that's a beautiful thing. Mets broadcasters, the elite. The well, elite the, of the elite. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I mean, I was watching the Brooklyn game too, and I and Eagle, man. Oh, we, have, we, we really are sport. I mean, we should have the best broadcasters because we're in New York, but we really do, huh? Yankees broadcasters excellent. Mets are excellent. Knicks are excellent. Nets are excellent. Rangers, Rangers are terrific. TV and radio. Islanders are great, right? I mean, Donnie does games by himself now. I mean, the guy is. Did he do the game last night by Vancouver himself? Holding it down. Yeah, he did the game by himself last night. He didn't have a, a color analyst, Ray. Uh, yeah, Dave Maloney was a bit under the weather. Hopefully, feels better soon. So Dave was out there in Vancouver, but but couldn't do it. And Don, he did a solo broadcast. He's like Vince Scully. Don is a champ. I, He's Don I never, Scully. I never worried about him for one second. No, Don is is such a. I mean, that's his element. The man pooped his pants in Calgary and still did the, <laughs> still did the broadcast. I mean, why would you ever question that? Him? Must have been so awful. Awful. So and he he had like residuals. 
I don't know what residual <laughs> means. Like he had. I think he changed his pants. Oh, he changed his pants. <laughs> I would hope <laughs> so. Like what? Like, like, what are you the, getting at? Well, I thought maybe he pooped his pants. He went in there and cleaned it out, but continued on with the same pants. So uh, he had well, like. Uh, what happened to the Buster only sound? <laughs> it was a tease. It's right here. Call Don. Ask him. I want to know. I'm curious now. Well, no. If you, if you tell me he changed pants, that's Don different. I off, think he threw them away. Don got off the air at one o'clock. Would you leave him alone? Well, nobody's giving Don a hard time. We just said he's the best. And I followed up you, uh, with a story about him pooping his pants. I didn't bring that up. Rick I'm is just, obsessed with that story. I, I'm, in, I'm in awe of it. How many people could be on the catwalk in Calgary and just go right in their pants and still battle through it to do a dead broadcast? Now, look, can I ask a question? What? And Arjun's going to be like, can you please get to the buster only? Did, like a, did one slip past the goalie or was it a full barrage? You're asking this like we have the answer. I think well, it sounded, like it, was, it it sounded like it was a full barrage. That's <laughs> like, what it sounded like. Like he... Like he, if you would have said, "All right, now you're in the bathroom," he would have said, "I'm, I'm done. I don't need, I don't need right. the bathroom." Really, I, I th- it's what it sounded like to me. That, that to me is unbelievable. And he found a way to battle through it. He it says a, everything you need he's to know. He's a menace, is what that man is. All right, um, as great as as poop talk is, Buster only might just be better. Here is Buster on the K show yesterday saying, "Bigger base is going to play a major role this coming season." spoken with with managers i've spoken with general managers during the winter time what i got back in terms of uh you know the question of what which of these rule changes can have the biggest impact i kept on getting back it's the bigger basis because you know the geometry of baseball has basically been the same for so long and all of a sudden you know infielders who have it calibrated in their mind how much time they have to throw when you got a fast guy or a slow-footed catcher all of that changes when you're talking about Mm -hmm. bases that are a little bit bigger and i think also uh it's going to have a significant impact on base stealing. They showed us one chart today where the the number of, of stolen bases in minor league games, you know, jumped up by I want to say the number was close to forty percent. So what I don't understand is this: second base, I get fine. So you can, it's bigger and, and it's going to be closer to first base. But it sounds to me, Rick, like first base is going to be closer to home plate. Why wouldn't you just make it start at the same spot, you know, where where the base has always been, and go an additional four and a half inches on the back end? Because it's just the entirety of the base is now it's instead of fifteen it's now eighteen. Okay. It's going to be exactly in the same spot. But you but you couldn't put it where the front is in the same spot and then more of the base is now behind it to make it a bigger base. Like why does first base? Well, have I think to you be have bigger? to because well, I think well it, they say for safety. Oh, Part oh, this of this is, is for safety. safety. Thing. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, because now you don't want so now the first baseman is you know hopefully further away or well, should be further away from getting stepped on. Potentially. Right, but if the first baseman is at the back end of the bag, that would I mean that wouldn't have any impact on anything. No, I know, but now I mean if you move that base back, I mean what does that do for second base? I, I don't know. I think they wanted to keep the bases yeah, where they I were. Guess, at. I guess so. So really, but you think about that, and I don't want to get too like but nerdy. They, I here. think they but here's the thing though, I think they, they want more base runners. So I'm sure part of it was that they want first base closer to home. But think about I'm sure you're right. Think about Lindor. Right, and it was always like Mickey Mantle ran home to first in 3.1 seconds. Well, I don't know that anybody will do that again, but you will, like, whatever your number has been, you will now get there quicker. You're going you're going less amount of, of, of feet, right? Well, that's the goal. For ball, I mean, for, I mean, yeah, up the first baseline, but also, I mean, you have to find a way. You can't force teams to just go steal bases because if they have analytics that they need to steal, you know, the percentage has to be 80 or whatever it is to make it worth their while. Right. They have to make it worth their while. So if the bigger bases mean that percentage goes up, now they're more likely to do it. But if you're Lindor and you you played shortstop, right? You're an infielder. Uh, I did. I'm a lefty. They let me play shortstop. Yeah, they okay. Like it. But I know when we when we play in our softball game, like you've played short. So let's just say you've played short for for years, like ten years. You grew up playing shortstop, and, and I, I'm sure there are people that are going to hear this. But like, come on, you think it makes that much of a difference? But let me just explain my side, and you can correct me if you think I'm I'm wrong. You have it calibrated in your mind when a, when a guy comes up. This is my routine. This is what I do. And I and you watch plays all the time. It's like, boy, he got him just by, as the foot was coming down, he just barely got him. That has to be completely recalibrated in now everyone's head. You now have to think, it's going to take him a little bit less. I got to rush. Like, this, I mean, really, without, maybe it doesn't change the dynamic of the game, but I really, really, truly believe this is a big deal for these infielders now. I'm actually more concerned. I, I get what you're saying, and you're, you're not wrong. They'll find, I mean, they'll figure it out. I would be more concerned about pitchers having to change their deliveries and how it affects them. 
What as far as the balk rule that they apparently they're going to institute yeah, like crazy? Well, there are some. I mean, there are some deliveries that are are you can't you can't have. So them. I guess Kenley Jansen can't do what he does. Right. So that has to change. And again, listen, I've been through a bunch of rule changes and everything else. You figure it out, but I would be... It, I mean, it'll it'll wind up okay, but I think you're going to have the first couple months of the season is going to be a real adjustment for these guys. Yeah, I don't disagree. But I mean, listen, these guys are all great athletes. They'll figure it out. I just get... I mean, with, you start talking deliveries, I get concerned about injuries. Uh, let's get to some of the calls. People lined up on the baseball changes if it excites them that the games are going to be quicker. I think it would have to be. 1-800-919-3776. Ed in Newark. Ed, good morning. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning. Uh, I listen to you guys every morning, first time I call in. Um, so uh, I'm a big Met fan. I have a Sunday plan, my son and I. And uh, quite frankly, uh, for myself, doesn't um, doesn't uh, really excite me or one way or the other. Uh, the one thing I will say is the runner on second base, uh, not a big fan. It kind of bails out, I think, the teams that don't have depths in the bullpen. Uh, if in, in the event that the, the you know the game goes uh, longer than ten innings, that being said, you know you 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 know you plan accordingly, you strategize, um, gives the managers I think a little bit more to think about. Um, you know, late in the innings, if if the game is tied and it goes that way, um, everything else, um, I think the casual fan won't be brought into the game necessarily because it's maybe three or four minutes quicker. Um, it's not, it's, that, it's not going to be, be uh, way more than three or four, or four minutes quicker. It's going to be way quicker than that. They're talking about thirty to forty minutes off the average game. Wow, that well then, hey, well, I don't know if 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 the, if the stadium's uh, concessions are going to like that uh, 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 as much, but um, but yeah, you know what? Um, now that you know, if you put it that way, um, you know, going out, I'm you know from I'm from Jersey, so you know, driving out to Queens to check out a game and uh, getting home maybe a half hour, 40 minutes earlier. You know what? Now that you put it that way, maybe uh, maybe I am a bigger fan of it. I, I, I think, um, on the other hand, the uh, rotate, the, the, the shift, taking it out. I mean, I, I don't know where I land on that. I, I think that you know, you know, baseball's evolved and it's such uh, into, the, into that realm. And I think it's, it's such a traditional game um, that um, I kind of liked the managers thinking and and playing um, the game. Uh, yeah, but that's not the manager. Bat, 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 that, bat. But but that's not the manager, Ed. I mean, that's all. That's all the numbers he's being sent down from upstairs, where the balls are, are most likely to be hit, and then him putting the players in those positions. But I mean, you don't think it takes away from the athleticism? Like guys, like I mean, being forced to go up the middle, make a diving play, pop to your feet, throw to first. When I got, I got a, I mean, I got a third baseman standing right behind second base. Oh, it's awful. Or a guy in short right field. I, I hate that. Now, how about how about this? Can you do this? And I know, again, this is really you know nerdy ish, but I I love baseball. Can you take your left fielder? Let's just say there's a pole hit, yes. a pole lefty hitter up. I don't think there's any outfield restriction. So you can take your left fielder, move him to short right, and just n- not play with the left fielder. Well, maybe that's an adjustment. You see, I don't think I've, I've read the rule. I don't think there's anything to do with you know, the, like, like I mean, who, who's a, a real pull? I mean, Joey Gallo, right? He can't he can't go the other way. He just he can't do it. So Joey Gallo comes up. You put your left fielder in that short right field spot. You keep your second baseman, you know, feet right in front of the uh, of the dirt, and now you, in essence, have that extra outfielder in right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just wondering, can you can you do that? You probably can do that, right? I think, I mean, I think that would be something that you would consider. Because uh, you've already got guys, I mean, you had teams put, you know, put four outfielders out there. Right. Let, let's take one more call, and then we've got an observations in DHIF by the great R.J. Santillo. Let's go to Shooter in Stanford. Good morning, Shooter. Hey, now. Let's go, baby. Good morning, guys. Good, <laughs> Good morning, morning, company. Good morning, uh, Shooter. Ginger ride, ride to school, but I'm hanging in there. No load management here. I, I show up to play. Um, I'm very excited. Very excited about the new rules. There's going to be stealing all over the place. There's also a pickoff rule, right? So they can only throw twice. To the base, I think two times. Right. So, yeah. So once you throw once, the runner's going to be like, "Boom! I'm, I'm getting ready to go." He's going to have to maybe throw one more time. That's going to be exciting. And my loophole, like you just came up with, Dave and Rick, is as the pitch is being released, what's stopping the infielders from sprinting to the right side? I know you're not going to be in optimal position to field the ball. Nothing. 
but you'll be in a better spot. So that's another we talked about this. We talked well. about this yesterday. I can't envision as the pitcher winds up that the shortstop is going to start sprinting to to second base, and the second baseman is going to start sprinting to the outfield. No, but you could add depth. I mean, you have to start on the dirt. I mean, it could be something where you decided that you wanted the second baseman to start adding oh, some depth. As, as the as he's going into the windup, could I see the second baseman taking five, six, seven steps back to get into right field? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't. I don't envision like the second baseman winds up in right field. The shortstop winds up in second. The third baseman, like to do that play after play after like pitch after pitch after pitch. That would. You're not going to exhaust guys like that. Uh, probably not. But maybe in big moments. Maybe. Maybe in big moments of the game. All right, we'll get back to your calls. They're all lined up, which is very exciting. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. He he gives updates. He does sim. He does knobs. He parks cars. He answers phones. He does it all. He is R J Santillo. Don't you ever talk about me! Who was talking about you? This is a knob. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. This. I haven't f***ed it. I don't even know how to play football, all right? He's also a knob. That's a clown question, bro. And these are observations. And they're brought to you by... Jack Pocket. That's right. Yep. Yep. Jack Pocket. Chiefs had their parade yesterday, as winning teams tend to do. We'll start with the lighter version. Patrick Mahomes. Just proving Rick's point from two days ago. They hear everything and turn it into motivation. There's this crowd out there that was counting the Chiefs out. Patrick Mahomes has a message for you. The AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. Start rebuilding you. We're world champs. We're world champs. I just want to let y'all know that this is just the beginning. All right, not too bad. Putting the AFC on notice, huh? Did you see? Did you see Patrick Mahomes shotgun the beer and almost fall off the side of the bus? No. Yes. That must have been entertaining. He had the ski go- ski uh, goggles yeah, on, the, the wrestling belt on. Did um, you, see, you see what Kelsey's doing, by the way? Well, no one. Oh, sorry. Go fu- ahead. Funny, funny you say. Yeah. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. <laughs> Everybody's asking, "This is a dynasty." It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't noticed till now. Believe that. Feel that. And it's Chiefs Kingdom forever, baby. We love y'all. So that's what, two and four for them? Two, yeah. I mean, first of all, it wasn't a dynasty. They had won one championship prior to this year. That's not a dynasty. Second of all, who who exactly gave the Chiefs no chance to do anything? I think you know. Bart Scott. Yep. Oh, so, so is that what he's saying? That's a shot at Bart Scott? Uh, maybe he was just flipping through the channels one day, saw Get Up, and Bart said what he said. Which was what? That they weren't going to make the playoffs? They wouldn't make the playoffs, and he's like, it just, that one stuck in his mind. That's it. That was a, that, listen, Bart, very good. That's a really bad take. Uh, it's not a great take. I give him credit, though. He did pick the exact score of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Good for him. He, he needed that just to recoup anything he you had. You know what's amazing, though? I'm telling you. And I, this was uh, this When I saw it, when I first saw all our picks for the game come out, and everyone at the station had the Chiefs, I was like, oh, no. We're geniuses. And then everyone on the Fox broadcast took the Eagles. We are a station of geniuses. We, I mean, I don't understand how long it takes you to realize this. We are absolute geniuses here. But a serious it. question for Rick. Yeah. As, did you say yeah? So, well, I thought it was going to be for you guys. <laughs> so, no, well, I mean, you can answer too. No, no, no. It's not for me. But could it be as simple as, I don't know, you get home from practice, training camp, you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, whatever, you read it, Bart Scott, whoever says the Chiefs aren't going to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, here comes this wave of energy and self-motivation. Like, is it really that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. Like one thing, one guy, one woman, here we go. Yeah, I think you're just looking for stuff. That's. I, I think what the greats do is they find ways to... I, 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 think the, I think the problem with a lot of players and a lot of teams is that there's a tendency to get complacent. You win a championship, guys, guys are happy. I got exact or they get paid, they get complacent. And the way that the great ones don't get complacent is they find different, you know, different whatever it is. People on TV, people in the newspaper, whatever it is, to find reasons why they need to continue to bust their you know what to I, get. I better. got a question for you. Yeah. Uh RJ, might I ask a question? Sure. It's your it's your yeah. segment. Oh, sure. Do you think like for for example, like an Andy Reid, if he if he was really tight with, say, Bart Scott. I was just gonna say would this. he ever reach out to Bart and say, Do me a favor? Yep. Make a statement like this team has no a big statement. They'll you know run it on the scroll on ESPN. It'll be you know on Twitter all over the place. It'll be a big story of this team has no chance to go to the playoffs and they're just not that good. And you know whatever it is, bulletin board to the nth degree. 
Would a coach ever reach out to someone in that position and have them do that? Yes. Really? I don't know if it would be a TV situation, but I've, I mean, I've heard times where coaches have have used reporters for stuff like that to send messages to, to the player, to a player, to a team. I mean, there've been coaches in like in training camps that do that stuff. So if you're like Steve Kerr right now, I know they've had injuries, or uh, Jared Bednar, both like but it's actually uh, apropos in a way. The Warriors and the Avs, uh, last year's champs, are both kind of like you know in that middle ground right now. You reach out to someone like, hey, say our team sucks, we're gonna miss the playoffs, and then all right, here we go. You see that? Maybe they can reach out to Rick. Aren't you doing the uh, the hockey on ESPN I'm proper doing the hockey tonight? tonight? Yeah, listen. Yeah. If anyone from the Devils wants to call or, or Blues, if what's your price? Uh, I would do it for free. You would do it for free. Yeah, just and to then, know you you helped. Well, you know what? It would, see, this is why he's so smart. It would be good for him. It would be good for ESPN, and ipso facto, RJ. You know who it'd be good for? Us. The show. That's right. Avalanche bums. Nathan McKinnon <laughs> stinks. <laughs> uh, Rob Gronkowski. Came across this yesterday at the. This was on the Trading Secrets podcast. Which I'm how, how how awful was that kick that he did the other day? Oh, the missed Fanduel. Oh my God! What a kick! He missed it. It wasn't even. I mean, how how many yards was that? No, thirty maybe. Yeah, less. I would have nailed it. Uh he spoke about his pre-draft visit. We talk about you know all the talking heads about how important it is to be buttoned up on your pre-draft visits you, you talk with teams you, it's kind of like speed dating right rick i mean you've gone through it you kind of yeah, meet with a bunch of teams much, in a row. yeah it's pretty much what it is well gronk didn't take it all that serious i partied super hard one night <laughs> this was one of my mistakes okay. i mean i partied at university of arizona one night got absolutely hammered had a jump on the flight the next day and started this little tour no sleep i'm hungover already i'm, I'm visiting all these teams and then i got to new england like i'm like i don't even care anymore i was like whatever team takes me whatever round i go in whippy do i show up and i'm like i don't give a flying no more yeah i go so i had the most craziest visit man my comments i was saying to their questions i just let it fly they drew up some play it was billy o'brien he came back and i i didn't know one single thing <laughs> I, my mind was shut off and i was just like i basically said something like it doesn't matter just throw me to football <laughs> yeah just like that then i go upstairs pass right out right on the floor i'm so tired pass right out on the floor while waiting for the next coach to talk to pass right out so my visit was maybe the worst visit of all time and then look what happened that's a man in discussion for the greatest tight end of all time that, that is wild what, what did he say there by the way whoopee woo is that was that the quote <laughs> whoop, whoop dee dee I, yeah. yeah if you could isolate that i think it was whoopee woo some of those are wild though some of those meetings man with teams like especially when you start going to teams like they'll just they'll they'll put you on their itinerary knowing that they're probably not going to draft you but you still have to have the meeting like I walked into Philly's meeting and the guys were like watching Sports Center, not even paying attention. And then the first guy that talked to me was like, "So uh, we just got done with Ronnie Haynes. He said, uh, you know, he'll occasionally rub your groin for you." I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's what they said to you. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Excuse well, that me. That feels like maybe it was a little over the line, no? Yeah, but they, yeah, it kind of was. But I think they were just trying to be funny. They're like, "I don't know. It's like we set a meeting up with you. We have no chance of drafting you, but uh, we figured we'd mess around." I have a problem with that, though. Not not with your story. I mean, the guy the guy knows he has a full day of interviews and he goes out and just gets hammered at Arizona. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, but you hear stories like that all the time, man. You had the, I mean, that's one of the famous stories between DeBrickashaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold was that they showed up and, De, and Brick was in like a three-piece suit right. and Mangold was like a backwards hat and a t-shirt. And, right. And Ferguson's like... And Brick said, I look at this as a job interview. Which is exactly what it is. Uh, I mean, it should be. You know what the Jets said? Whippy do. <laughs> the Jets said, we'll take both. Whippy do. Yeah, well, it's amazing how you... Because he went in the second round, right, Gronk? Gronk was second round, yes. It's amazing how uh, first round, all right, this guy's laying on the floor, hungover, has all hell. No, no, not first round. You but, get to, but second, second round. round. I mean, he wasn't that hungover. I mean, so... Well, they, probably, they, prob- they were probably happy about it. Yeah, knocked him down around. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, they're... here's the thing, though. Like, I was so crazy that when I got drafted, so I was the first overall pick, right? You think I'd go out and celebrate? <laughs> I was afraid that teams would see me out. So I didn't go out. So you didn't go out? See, because you handled it like an adult. He handled it like a child. I mean, yeah, and he's the greatest tight end of all time. No, listen, I'm, it, it, it worked. worked. I'm getting, well I'm getting paid by the hours not to him. play. It, that, see, you're missing the point, though. Just because it worked out doesn't mean it was the right thing to do. Fair. Yeah, but part of me is jealous of guys like that. Part, I've always been jealous of guys like that. I mean, he obviously didn't care. Nope. Um, people don't like James Bradbury. 
I don't know what he's done to people in the past or if people have just taken an unliking to this him. This is going to be my roast tomorrow. Debo? Oh, no. Or Juju. Yeah. Oh, well, should I should I not do that part? No, then? go ahead. It's fine. No, I want to hear the Debo part. Well, here's I'll take you through the timeline of the last week that was James Bradbury. So this is before the Super Bowl. Debo Samuel, who, I mean, I'm a Niners fan. I can admit the Niners, they went hard after the Eagles they last were, week. They were very unhappy losing very, that game. Very, very unhappy. Uh, here's Debo on the I Am Athlete podcast, and this is from uh, Brandon Marshall. So Brandon, I come out and say that they was going to get exposed. The Eagles defense. What was he saying about yeah. that? Where's the holes? <laughs> yeah, right. Where are the holes? It was some the wide open end. plays now. The back end. You got the all pro and the all pro. The D-line make him all, make make both of them all pros. You know, so Besides yeah. Slay, I respect Slay. What about Bradbury? Up. Trash. Bradbury trash? Man, we call him trash. So that's that's going in. He wants to come back to the Giants. That's going into the Super Bowl. So obviously the game plays out the way it does. That uh, does. And um, after the game, the, <laughs> Valentine's Day follows two days later. Juju, sorry, sorry to take this from you, Dave. Uh, he tweets out Happy Valentine's Day and has a picture of James Bradbury, uh, Bradbury quoted, "I'll hold you when it matters most," which is troubling. Given what happens, is what it is. I, I hate this. Here comes AJ Brown, though. He says, <laughs> "I love this." First off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. I, I, res- I respect that. Goes on to say, "This is lame." You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. Oh my god! Oh my god! He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like that or ever was. But congratulations again. Okay, here comes Juju. Glad you were finally able to get that off your chest after all these years. Good game, bro. No, no, don't do this. Eh. Enough is enough. And here's the part that really that really got me and Ray. We were laughing about this after the show. Who would you least expect Eagles receiver from past years to chime in just out of nowhere? Oh, uh, Terrell Owens. Not Tito. No. Harold Carmichael. No, you're, like you're getting closer though to like. Uh, Fourth and 26. He might be his generation. Freddie Mitchell. Here comes Freddie Mitchell. His generation's Juju Smith-Schuster. Ray looked this up. Five career touchdown, Freddie Mitchell. Fred X. You need your bleep-whipped bro talking to Juju. You're definitely not one of us. (laughs) How does Freddie Mitchell get away with that, I don't know. This was some exchange yesterday. Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell. Uh, I got to tell you, and you know that I detest the Eagles. What are you doing, Juju? You just won the Super Bowl. The guy took ownership of of the mistake of the penalty. Why, why are you going after him? Completely unnecessary. Well, it was classless. It you, was bush league, is what it was. It was classless, man. You know and the guy. Ju- the guy owned up. For, I mean, listen, Bradbury, Bradbury owned up to it. You know so who listen, Juju is, though. That's gross. You know who he is. Yeah, I know. It, it really, just, it, I mean, I'm being serious. Like, the worst this really bothers of, me. And like, I mean, in the list of James Bradbury's worst moments in his life, that has to be right at the top of the I'm list. I'm sure. And he handled it as as you would teach your kids how to handle a moment like that. Take ownership. Don't defend it. Admit you made a mistake and and move on and be better. And and he did all those things. And you go after him like that in this this I, really I, gross way. I, I think it's funny though because Debo actually call, literally called the guy trash and well, that's fine. Crickets. crickets. I didn't, I, but I didn't have a problem with that. Like you're talking oh, about the, the thing guy. You guys don't get to see though. This is the thing that the media doesn't get a chance to see is guys in a locker room talking about like how they really feel about players. Yeah, but that's like not that's, in a locker room behind the scenes. That's a, a podcast that's that's public for everyone to consume. No, no. I, yeah, 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 but I mean that—that's—that's that's how guys talk in a locker room. Like guys that people on like in the media write stories about this guy's great, and in the locker room they, like Debo, this guy's trash. Yeah, we heard it with, um, oh, who was it? Uh, Max Crosby, uh, the um, uh, he. Was oh, we went after Bosa. Busting with the boys podcast where he said, uh, yeah, he said uh, 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 Joey Bosa, great player, crybaby. So like to Rick's point, you know, players feel comfortable around former players, and uh, Ryan Hurley reminded us that Sale Pell said that. He said on uh, Barton Hahn that Bradbury's a great guy. So I don't know where all this comes from. Uh, a very anti-James Bradbury week, unfortunately. Uh, the one from Juju bothers me a lot more than anything else. Yeah. But that's just me. No, I don't blame you. I think what happened, though, with San Francisco is they watched all the Eagles tape, and the one guy they thought they could take advantage of was Bradbury. Right. And and they never know because their quarterback and backup quarterback got hurt. So That did happen. Yeah. Sorry, RJ. It's okay. Um, I still love you. Are you over it or no? No. <laughs> so... 
Mariano you Rivera. You want to park Dave's car again to make you feel better? You know what? I already. I mean, why? What? What did I do that Listen, I RJ, deserve? RJ to get got a here. taste of luxury. Yeah, I don't get to drive. There was a moment I was parked at a light, and I said, "You know, this is the first time I've driven one of these bad boys." He thought about it. Imagine he, RJ just drove off. He thought off. about it. And just packed the bags. Uh, How wait, good wait, would that listen, have been? We're going to drive to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd run into some problems around Florida, but yeah. <laughs> so, Mariano Rivera was asked about, and this is the response I would expect, but you know, Mariano usually walks the line, asked about his intro music, Enter Sandman, and, and all that came with it, as compared to the gentleman across town who comes out to Narco, and that's Edwin Diaz. There's no comparison on that, you know. That song was there for 17 years and many championships, so there's no comparison. That's what I would expect. I'm surprised by that, but actually. Yeah, I, He's I, a very humble guy. I would expect him to think that. To say it is another thing. How do you know he's humble? How do you know that? Well, I guess we don't. How do we know what? I think to the point we was, I was just trying to make to you earlier where players behind closed doors around players act a certain way as opposed to when cameras are in, and microphones are in their face. I'm just surprised because we've sat down and spoke with Mariano and he's a really humble guy and he's not a, a look at me guy. I'm surprised that he wouldn't say, yeah, I mean, what Edwin Diaz is fun and it's great and it's just, you know, it's different than what I did. It's a fair no, point, though. Yeah, no, right. it's a, yeah, yeah, but I'm just telling, I'm just saying to you and you're right. Like I, I was, uh, I'm a little surprised that he said that, but again, I mean, he's the greatest to ever do it. But I'm just telling you, like, in a, in moments where stuff like this is talked about between players or over a couple beers, you're getting a different response than it would be coming on a radio show talking to us. I guess that's kind of nice in, in a certain way, but I guess it, it it's a little awkward and, and strange, too. Uh, you're listening to DPHR and Rothenberg, 9870 SPN, WEPN, FM, New York. That's true. Like, you, you get Dave off there, and he... he you can't stop talking about that's, how great he is. I, no. On the air, even. I, I, you can't deny this. I'm the same person on the air that I am off the air. You that's are. factual. You are. Like, you could are. you imagine? So he said that. Do you imagine if it's like, you know, him and a couple of buddies having a couple of beers and one of his buddies brings that up? Like, oh, man, that Diaz, that Diaz coming up to the trumpets, man. That, he, pre- he probably gives him the Debo treatment. That's pretty good. He's like, come on, man. Guy stinks. Forget those trumpets. They tried doing it for as long as I did. Yeah, but, correct me if I'm wrong. But how don't many, you think but, everybody, I mean, the thing is, you didn't need to say it. If I said to you, Diaz, the way he comes out, Mo, the way he came out, I mean, we know what Mo did. We know that Mo's the greatest closer ever. We know that Mo was was immensely successful in every situation in the postseason the most. I mean, you don't, we don't, we don't need you to say it. Well, not everyone does. But it's like every, say, everyone does. No. You, can't, you can't have that element of greatness if you don't have a little bit of that edge in you, right? Right. So. Gronk, what, what do you have to think? Whippy do. Whippy do. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Whippy if you're the do. if you're the next coach that has to, to take him in for a meeting and he's sleeping on the floor? <laughs> Where's Rob? Oh, yeah, wait, he's, he's right that, there. Is that him? There he is. I don't know. I don't. Know why I'm, I'm so bothered by that. And you guys don't seem to be. Whippy do. About it doesn't surprise me. Well, surprise. It doesn't surprise me either. If there was one guy you said would have done it, would have been him. But I mean, to get, I mean, hammered to the point that the next day you're lying on the floor of dude, a team facility. Dude, I played. I've played with guys. That night before games get so hammered that they throw up the pregame meal because they're so hungry. I, I, I think it worked out for him. I mean, do you want to go into like the the other tight end that the Patriots drafted that year? Do you want to go into that? Ouch! Oh, I didn't realize you were going to go there, Ray. All right, well, that's how we do it when you're real in Florida. All right, got the visual on the mail. He is naked doing push-ups at the entrance of the food store here. Did it happen in Florida? Because there ain't no better place in the world to live than right here, dude. It should be a two-drink minimum anywhere you walk in. Come on vacation or even on probation. And you will come back on violation. Wow, what a transition by Ray. Mentions the other tight end. Where do you go to college? What's the segment? Florida. I haven't seen a transition like that since. Oh, boy. Stop it. I think you should stop yourself. Um, Yeah. So, none of us like it when our teams lose, let alone the Super Bowl. Goes without saying. An Eagles fan watched the game, played out the way it did, said, I'm going to go for a walk. Uh Uh-oh. He's not back yet. (laughs) He might be. He walked to Puerto Rico. No. He might be back, but he took a little pit stop at a few different places. The first of which was a firehouse. Notice oh, no. no one's in there. They're out on a call. Oh, no. He took out the fire engine. What? No. What's he going to do? Breaks in. <laughs> Starts by ransacking one of the bunk rooms. But first of all, what? I thought firehouses are always being used. Well, I think they're out on a call. Oh, they're doing stuff. Yeah. Okay. Finds his way in there. Mm-hmm. Steals a uniform. <laughs> oh. Finds $126 in cash for, <laughs> takes, for his troubles. Takes that. 
Yeah, just pocket that. <laughs> That's not really relevant to the story, but if I found it amusing, it's $126. Okay. As the crew is coming back, what's he doing? Preparing dinner for them. Urinating on the carpet. No. Oh. <laughs> and then they try to corner him. He hides in a closet. They open the closet. Comes out throwing a meat cleaver. <laughs> he misses everyone. Thank goodness. Uh, the the firemen call the police. They arrive uh, post haste. Anyone uh, without anyone being hurt, really. Uh, thank what does goodness. that mean, really? I think there's probably some pride when uh, there's a man urinating on your uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really get that one back. Got to get that into the to the cleaners. And. He is arrested. He faces charges of armed burglary, aggravated assault on a firefighter, and theft. So I asked. I think him, at that point you catch him up there. I think you go, you go, you go turn the hose on. <laughs> and, and they then didn't beat him up at all. Just, just spray him down. Blast him. Just spray him down. Did they just not beat him up at all? Or did kill him? Uh, he did have a black eye. Saw the monk shot. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, of course they beat him up a little bit. Yeah, tip okay. of the hat to, to Ray Dinahan, who's a, a, an official DHF insider. You know anything about firefighters? Yeah, he's got a black eye. What are you eye. saying, Ray? Firefighters are tough guys. They're oh, not going to let know these things are. pass. Have you watched the NYPD FDNY game? Yes, I have. Of course. Oh. You know it was a good show? You ever see Rescue Me with Dennis Leary? I did. It was a good show. You've seen every show ever. You've never seen Rescue Me? No. Huh. You've uh, never heard of it, have you? I have. Oh, okay. Never seen it, though. I'm bad. He's got so much free time. This is what happens when you come for money. What are you going to do when you... What does that have to do with anything? I go- bide my time. RJ goes to Costco. I watch shows. <laughs> RJ, RJ acts like an adult, and Dave watches shows. <laughs> All right. Did this happen in Florida? Yes. Yeah, I'm convinced this is it, one, it, it, one million percent Florida. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I feel very confident. I yes. think the urinating on the floor put it over the top for me. <laughs> Raymond. That'll be Florida. Wow. Three very confident nice. answers. All correct. Yes. yes. Hutchinson right. Island, Florida. Where? Hutchinson Island. Couldn't tell you where that, that is. Right it's, near, it's made up. It's, it's, it's right near Patina. He, he named it. <laughs> he the, named the, it the guy in the firehouse named it. As he yep. was urinating. Yep. Uh, that is Knobs and DF brought to you by Jack Pocket. Mega Millions is 84 million. Powerball 73 million. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Download the Jack Pocket app. Get your first ticket free using code ESPN. Must be 18 or older to play. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem and wants help, call one 877 or visit jackpocket.com slash TOS for terms of service. Do you see how many hats this guy wears? Hopefully not the one that got urinated in. No, I mean, I mean, he he does this segment. You say your favorite segment on the station now is is Sim that he does Whippy at 9.15. It's what everybody says. I'm not the only one saying it. Uh, he he went and, and brought my car into the lot because I couldn't find a spot today. He he booked his own vacation. Like this is a RJ that, the valet. He does everything. I handle no booking of vacations. That's where I I bow out. What's amazing about the What's amazing about RJ in the in the vacation booking is is there's nothing really planned until all of a sudden boom deal pops out well, and they're on it. He's well, always he's always scouring like well, the, the it's 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 in rotation. It, there there's a number. It's like a salary cap. If something dips below the the compromised number, like I I told Ray. What are you guys always on the search for it though? I'm not really. Andrew. They're hoping that the vacation does what Gronk did during his interview. Yeah, Falls exactly. asleep on the floor and all of a sudden now price And you goes can down. get first round value in the second round. I told I told Ray a story about, I don't know, probably six weeks ago where this was an idea and the flight came down into into the range. It was very expensive uh, to a point. And woke me up while I was sleeping. Oh, that's no. How, that's how, like, you know, it's green light time. And so you get awakened probably all like, you know. Delirious from Very. being sleeping and a little confused and groggy. She's like, RJ, yes. the Puerto Rican flights have come down to four ninety nine. We we have to act now. However, it it had a layover, and I'm not snobbish at all in any facet of life. I I don't like I don't. Really, I despise the layover. I don't do layovers. There's few things in life I will pay for: good haircuts and and direct flights are two of them. So I said, I I can't do it. I just can't do it. You won't do it. I I if I have to, I hate. But then a direct flight just appeared out of nowhere. Yes, like an angel. Like a week later, I mean, we listen. Living here in Rochester, it's a, it's a, it's a layover everywhere. everywhere. Here, we can get direct flights to to Guam if you want. I mean, they, take advantage. I once missed the uh, when I missed the plane home from the Olympics. I got stuck at a layover for like eight hours. Yeah. Where at? It's so hungover. I yeah. don't even know. I was. You don't know where you were. He doesn't even remember. No, yeah, I like, stumbled onto the I stumbled onto the plane and then I just was stuck somewhere for like eight hours. So that was your Gronk moment. Yeah. So Ugh. much can go wrong with the layover. They lose your bags. You're ten minutes late. Now you miss your connecting flight. Terrible. Ugh. Yeah, it's horrifying. Terrible.
I want to know where these coffee beans came from. Raymond, how is it is it legal to take in unroasted coffee beans from different countries? I mean, people bring them on in their luggage. It's, is, is, it's that, is that so an loud? illegal act? Yeah. My first cousin, and uh, he just handed me beans. <laughs> So is he like is he is he a coffee bean mule? Like, so you want no, an investigation? Into is this his is this his career? You know, you know, I've, I I brought some with me when I was when I was in the Dominican this this summer. When so you go up to his make door, sure you have like, to knock twice and be like, you know, I'm here for the beans. No, beans I want to make sure they're not like totally they're like fine. they're booty beans or anything. No, so if I'm bl- drinking this coffee, what is wrong with you? What just that? asking how they got into the country? That's it. No, they're, they're black they're, market beans is what they are. None of that is going on. None of what you're implying is going on. So when we roast these things, are we going to bring in some for the boys or no? Uh, we, we can I need make it brown. happen. We can I make it happen. Brown. How do you roast them? Beans coffee for bean. the boys. I've actually, I've actually got some of the ground coffee at home. All right, Which we, we got to bring the fun. French press. This, 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 this is from this is from a co-op. This is this is part of the the stuff. I told you that my family grows coffee. It happens. Oh yeah, you told me that. All right, can we can we move on? We're going to spend the whole show on You're his coffee beans. You're fascinated with this. Whippy do. Whippy do. I mean, that's what I say. I agree with Gronk. Whippy do with this whole coffee bean thing. You'd feel better if you had some coffee. I probably would, but I don't. I'm. You know what? I'm not an addict. I'm not like you guys where it's like, give me the caffeine. Right my first the, cousin, and uh, he just handed me beans. <laughs> right, 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 into the, <laughs> right into my veins. Give me the, the caffeine. You guys are addicted. I'd probably be a lot better if they if If, if you weren't allowed to have to caffeine, you would fall apart. No, you're probably right. Working I know. The show would exist. Yeah. You'd lose three members of the show. <laughs> be you, gone. I mean, RJ has his, his coffee every morning. You're sitting here drinking coffee like I've never seen. Like Isn't it's that- an, an Olympic act when you take it and you, you start swirling it around in your mouth. It's weird. <laughs> I've already had three this morning. I guess it's the only way to do it. If you took the three, if you took coffee away, you'd lose the three of us. You'd be left with Dave looking for parking and no show. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Dave calling in from his cell phone. I would do that. I would do whatever it takes because I'm committed to the show. But I'm well, not going to lower that, myself I mean, if, to it to an addiction you like that, you guys if, have. If you were that committed, maybe get into the city a little earlier. I was. I had plenty of time. You're really gonna go after me for getting into the city early? No, that's, where you, you, that's had, where you want to go. If you had your is own, that, iPad, is that where you want to go right now? If you had your own iPad, uh huh, it would have been. You could have looked up that the garage was full. Yeah, great. Okay. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on ninety-eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play ninety-eight point seven ESPN.